Are you going to be all right now that you're outnumbered again? Oh, as long as everyone wears a condom, we'll be fine. <laughs> I want that bumper sticker. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. We are in the middle of season 11, just like last week, uh, and we're fucking batting a thousand here, Chris. What a great episode this feels is, like too. It. It, it feels like it, man. This is some good stuff. This is good. Like, I... Uh, I I'm just astounded by it. I I didn't last week at the end of the episode. We, we was like Kim Rhodes returns to Sheriff Jody Mills, and I've, just about every single episode with Jody Mills. I think every episode with Jody Mills has been great. Has been like outstanding. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I did not expect this one to be so good. Um, I went through some emotional stuff this week, and I was I watched this right before I had to go through some emotional stuff this week. Uh, like we had to uh, put one of our dogs down. I watched this right before we went to the vet <laughs> to go do that. Oh, man. And uh, oh, man. not going to lie, this got kind of emotional for me. Um, and, and if I'm laughing and joking about the dog thing, I'm not joking about it. But like, if I don't sound like grieved up or anything, it's because like we we're good. I'm good about all that stuff. But uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah, this was this got this like pulled at my heartstrings a little bit like the the core family unit here coming to like trying to figure out how to be a family really fucking worked for me. Yeah, it's uh, I'm not just. Like we said before, another great episode in the middle of the season. Um, even not being emotionally vulnerable going into this, you know, I still it still it still tugs at you. Absolutely. Uh, before we go get into the meat, who am I kidding? I'm always emotionally you're, vulnerable. You're always a little vulnerable, man. Don't get you better watch you better watch out for any banshees, my man. I know. I really gotta watch out. You went to a retirement home and the banshee went after you. That's saying something. They don't say it a lot. <laughs> uh. Before we get into the main part of the episode, thank you to all of the people who are on patreon.com slash monster of the week directly supporting the show. They get all kinds of cool features like access to our discord. Uh, they get exclusive podcasts about various subjects um, and it's a good time. It's a, you should just do it. You should just do it. And we appreciate every single do it. solitary person that does it. Chris. Yes. What's been happening? Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. All right. Last what's time. There are weird pauses. Who knows? Chris, last time on saying, Supernatural. What's up? I'm stopped. <laughs> Cass is Lucifer. Lucifer is Cass. Dean has a crush on God's sister, and Sam doesn't know that his girlfriend Rowena is dead. Despite this, the boys seem closer than ever as they move forward in their fight against the darkness. Oh, short and sweet of this one, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Kept it, kept it light and tight on that one, mostly because I couldn't think of anything to say. Cool. 
Well, we are covering season 11, episode 12. Don't you forget about me. This was written by Nancy Wan and directed by Stephen Plisinski. I'm sorry that I did that, everybody. That was bad. It was terrible. Why do you, no, let, me, why do you let me speak on this podcast? No, does, no, 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 no. It was good. It was good. Why does anybody give me a microphone? Don't, no, don't doubt yourself. Do you remember way back in like season one where you sang that... Um, George Michael song and I, I like blended it with the song and it was so good. And then, ah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I and then I do that, whatever that just was. <laughs> hey. Directed by Steven Plazinski. This came out on February 3rd, 2016. Kim Rhodes returns as Jody Mills. Sam and Dean drop in on Jody Mills, Claire, and Alex after receiving a panicked <laughs> phone call from Claire. She believes the recent murders in town are supernatural and wants the boys' help. However, Sheriff Mills tells Sam and Dean that Claire has been getting into trouble lately. and She's, she's been attacking normal people and accusing them of being monsters. Which... Is a very clear thing to do in my mind. Oh, for sure. For, <laughs> for sure. sure. I mean, starting with the cold open. <laughs> like, we're back in Sioux Falls. We know some shit's got to go down. There's some kids drinking out at Makeout Point. Classic setup, right? They're doing the bait and switch here because they're just, the kids are getting ready to make out. Everything's fine. We know that something's creeping up on that car, though. They get the camera angle down in the dirt, being a perv, sneaking in. And um, sure enough, this dude who's trying to make out with his GF. He gets pulled out of the car by a creepy monster. No, not a creepy monster. It's by Claire. And she has a sword. Hell yeah, Claire. (laughs) I know we saw her steal that sword in whatever Mm -hmm. the last episode she was in. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm sure I'm certainly glad that it made a reappearance here because she's just got a sword to this guy's neck and is yelling, what are you at him before we're hit with the splash screen? Um, I really thought this was going to be a thing. Like I thought, uh, mm-hmm. not having any memory of this episode whatsoever, I just really assumed that this guy was actually going to be something. So when this, we get the splash screen, and then we go directly back to the bunker. Uh, I was kind of surprised. Like I was like, oh wait, who is that guy? Like how, how, what are we going to ha- what, what are we going to do? But instead, we just go to Sam, who is looking at what had to be an internet meme at the time that I can't remember uh-huh. a weasel riding a flying woodpecker, and he's like super impressed by it, and Dean. Is not. Dean does not like memes. Can we just get behind that right now? I think that that's pretty fair to say. Uh, he doesn't. He likes old pop culture references, mm-hmm. but not memes. If that episode of The French Mistake um, happened again, and he went onto Tumblr and saw all mm-hmm. of the Dean memes and the things mm-hmm. that, that were on Tumblr, he would immediately try to get that show canceled. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be upset. He'd be very upset. He wouldn't be into it. Um, and, you know, it's the sad truth, but it is what it is. There's nothing on the Amara meter. Uh, nobody's heard from Castiel, and it's time for Dean to have his f- food fetish uh, kind of tickled, where he pulls out the Elvis, a bacon cheeseburger that instead of a bun uses two full donuts. That's that's very specific, Chris. You can't just Incredible cut a donut stuff. in half. You have to use mm-hmm. a full donut on top and bottom. Um, and Sam's not eating that. His quote is, dude, I'm not going to survive hundreds of monster attacks just to get flatlined by that thing. Love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, um, but to be fair, you. Sam, you haven't survived them all. You haven't survived. You've died several times. <laughs> well, um, you know, Sam was murdered by a dude in season true. two. Mm-hmm. He got stabbed. And then season five is the next time that he dies. Well, I'm sure they do some episode where they like time travel through their ghosts or something. And those dudes blast them with shotguns. I was going to anyway, say, I was thinking about the shotgun dudes. Yeah, but I can't remember. So there's that. But again, murdered by dudes. Um, and then when he dies in season five, it's because he chooses to jump into the pit. Yeah. So again, 
Maybe Sam has never been killed by a monster. Maybe not. He just he just fucks has him to death. Has Dean? He just fucks him to death. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Who? How? Wait. How? Have, Dean has died in lots of accidental ways. Mm-hmm. He dies by. I mean, by hellhounds. I guess that's that counts as a monster. All right. Well, no, because he was. Yeah, 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 he was ripped up by by hellhounds. Yeah, because they were they were shredding that, that those pecs when uh the mm-hmm. episode ended. Um, Chris, would you eat this burger? Yes, I'd eat that fucking burger. I wouldn't serious? order that burger. I would not order that burger. But if you put it in front of me and you're like, "Dude, let's do this shit," I'd be like, "What do I have to lose?" <laughs> I'm a, I'm, I'm, I know I'm known for adventurous eating or whatever, just by nature of being in Louisiana and we eat weird stuff that comes from ditches. Uh-huh, but uh, uh-huh. I like these. The, this kind of combination of food is really repulsive to me. Like this, like over the top kind of thing, like where you stack a burger six miles high and it's like, here's a burger. I'm like, no, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm very much okay with that. Like, I, it just seems like it just, it just seems gross to me all around. Yeah. I bet it's, I mean, I would feel like death. I'm sure, but I'm not going to say no. If you put that in my face. Cool. Uh, Claire calls. She needs help. So we go to South Dakota. Uh, and we are in the middle of an episode of Riverdale for a little while. Um, yeah, dude, major uh, RD vibes on this one. I've never seen Riverdale, but uh, did you? It felt it. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Did you recognize Alex? No, they, um, me either. <laughs> no, I didn't until, which is funny because I've seen her in multiple episodes. Yes. Um, but uh, no, no, I didn't recognize her at all. Uh, when it like focused in a little bit more, I was like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, that's totally her. That's totally her. But you know, I thought that she was just like random teen. Um, and I, uh, I guess that is part of her character is that she has kind of overcome, um, her past a little bit and has has adjusted that to the, the point where she almost looks like a new person. Also, the fact is, I I assume that actress was rather young, uh, or is rather young. So the, you know, one or two years since we've last seen her, like she's actually aged a lot because you age a lot when you're young, you know, when you're growing. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. um, I don't Chris know if you just look different with the scientific study coming, confirming you age a you lot when you're young. <laughs> I, all right. I'm just, this just in the facts, the facts have arrived. It turns <laughs> out, Jeremy. Oh, you scientists confirm water. Wet. Scientists confirm aging on humans. <laughs> Is this show canceled yet? This show uh, is totally canceled. I didn't get it until uh, they showed Jody Mills watching her, and I was like, "Oh, yeah. that's who this is." And and mm-hmm. yeah, the the setup here is that Alex is uh, living a normal life, and she has a boyfriend mm-hmm. that's very popular, and is going to be prom king and queen. Um, Hell yeah, dude! Which is great. Do you think? Do you think he knows uh, Brock Buckner? <laughs> he definitely knows Brock Buckner. He has like so he has some cards, right? Like he's got some mm-hmm. training cards. Brock Buckner is the type of guy that this this guy doesn't like to talk about because Brock is just like so he's such a physical specimen you know he's so much better oh yeah than Henry yeah. or Harry or whatever those this guys dude had like is. has had explored his sexuality in private and doesn't really want to talk about it to his girlfriend yeah. right like he's still yeah. kind of he still doesn't doesn't know how to process these kind of feelings that he's having so yeah yeah I think uh, he's just jealous he's just also, jealous of Brock's you're talking physique. about Brock Buckner and I thought I really thought you were talking about Brick Holmes that's why I said the trading card things so one and the same bro I'm one and the same fucked up. Uh, Alex jumps in the truck with Jody. Jody has been sitting in the in her truck in the rain with both windows rolled down. And when Alex opens the door, you can see water all over the inside of this vehicle, which is not how you should treat company pro- <laughs> government property, Jody. I'm just saying. Come on. Thought Jody. you were better than this, Jode. Really thought you were. Turns out we were wrong. Do you think we would get canceled if I started calling Sheriff Jody Jode all the time? Um, 
you know, if they haven't canceled this by now, <laughs> sure, let's just I'm not sure Joad is going to be the final nail <laughs> in the coffin. Um, Alex kind of runs down like basic high school stuff, right? Like she's had a test. She's doing we're good. She's nervous. And Jody, you could tell like Jody has this sense of pride that because it, a reminder for the listeners, like Alex went through some shit. Like she was baiting humans to be eaten by a, a, a nest of vampires. Uh, for sure. <laughs> so she's been through some uh-huh. shit. Uh, so like Jody is just very proud of her to have this, you know, normal lifestyle. And that's when she notices the birth control pills. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, they go back to the house where Jody is surprised to find the Impala in her driveway and the boys are in her house. And uh, it's, we get, we give it a bunch of hugs for everybody except for Alex and Claire who are just constantly bickering with one another. They are, they, yeah. they do not get along very well. I guess they are, you know, just like two strangers of around the same age forced to live in the same house. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And as, as we're going to learn, they, they have very different interests. Like Alex is very much into living a normal life. Uh, don't want to fuck around with these monster bullshit. Uh, just want to go to high school and have a good time. Whereas Claire is fully into the hunter world. She's, she's desperate to get out there and become a hunter. Yeah. Um, she's, she, despite the fact that she has been given some stability, she's not like literally on the run anymore. She knows what she wants. She wants to be a hunter, and she's going to tear up Sioux Falls. Uh, you know, if Bobby were still around, none of this shit would be happening. I feel like... Do you think Claire would be hanging out at Bobby's house? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like at this point, she would she would just be living with Bobby and actually, like, learning how to hunt, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that would be... You'd be like, be I got a lot of bedrooms. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, there's like 16 of them up there. Four of them are haunted, and if you can figure out which four, you get a prize. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sam and Dean couldn't figure it out. That's why they always slept on the couch. Yeah, yeah Dean only got three. <laughs> if he can figure out which ribs are haunted, you get to sleep in a bed. Uh, <laughs> I love Bobby Winchester. So- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, fellas. Oh, so uh, Jody makes a bunch of home-cooked food, which uh, triggers orgasms from both Sam and Dean. Sam and Dean go after it. Dude. They are into this food. And uh, I guess if it's been a long time since you've had home cooked food, uh, this is this is what happens. Like I remember being in my twenties and going home and getting some co- good home cooked food. Uh, but nowadays, I feel like you could just do this yourself. Like boys, you're in your thirties. Like look at a cooking. Yeah, but chicken. they're like Sam wakes up just like swinging his head around with a gun aimed to shoot himself because that's just his style. They're just not. They can barely make coffee. These these knuckleheads. And Dean just came home with the Elvis burger, right? So this is just juxtaposed against that. This sure. is this is a huge step up. Um, the dinner very quickly goes awry uh, as Claire wants to talk about the case. Uh, Jody insists it's nothing. Uh, the case is basically that some people have disappeared, uh, and then others are reporting weird animals. Uh, but she hasn't really gotten any more evidence than that, which you know Sam and Dean both think is kind of weak. Uh, Alex and Jody start chiming in with Claire's previous attempts at hunting. Uh, one of which was a werewolf that turned out to be a shepherd, German shepherd with rabies and uh, a vampire that turned out to be a councilwoman that was into erotic cosplay. And, you know, yeah. hey. Jody was like, I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> and now I do. All of these people are uh, charging her with assault uh, or charging her with crimes. But since uh, Jody is the sheriff, she's uh, been kind of 
that's basically taken care of it. And that's the reason that Claire is not mm-hmm. in jail. Alex at this point is like, Hey, do we have to talk about monsters at the dinner table? Uh, same way I feel about politics, like not at the dinner table or the living yeah. room or like maybe just read about stuff online and, and get mad and then don't post anything <laughs> about it. Uh, yeah. Instead, she wants to talk about real life and Claire just fucking roast Alex at this point in a really funny way. She's like, oh yeah, you and your birth control gonna get, uh, gotta get sex with a boy, huh, mm-hmm. Alex? Mm-hmm. And then they're just like, okay, well now it's time, Jody decides it's time to have the talk. Uh, which is essentially just, like, do what you want, but you, you know, you can still get an STD if you, even if you're on birth control, like, you have to use a condom, and she's like, right, boys? And Sam and Dean are like, holy shit, lady, we don't even go here, please don't look at us. <laughs> I can't have this conversation at a room full of women. I find it very funny that the uh, boys are so squeamish about these details because, like, y- you got. She's like, "Oh, if you're not mature enough to talk about it, then you're not mature enough to have it." Cut to Sam and Dean, who are just like horror stricken. I mean, Dean's a virgin, so like, of course he's not mature enough to talk about it yet. But Sam, we know Sam has done some dirty shit, you know, oh, yeah. with werewolves and shit. So it's, Sa- uh, Sam's advice: so like, if you're into a little blood play, that's fine. Just make sure you absolutely get consent and safe words down first. <laughs> Alex is yeah. like, "Blood play." Blood play? <laughs> he's like, yeah. What? He's looking around the table like, what? It's not, everybody does it. It's no big deal. <laughs> he just takes another scoop of mashed potatoes. <laughs> Dean's looking at him like, holy shit, blood play? <laughs> I do love the time when Sam and Dean try to get up and, and Jody literally shouts them back into their chairs. Yeah. I'm like, no, yeah. you're not allowed. <laughs> he's like, oh God, no. <laughs> um, everybody is super uncomfortable. Jody decides like, I'm going to go get some more potatoes. Uh, Dean is like, this sure is fun. Um, and then dinner is over with, and it's time for Dean and Jody to have a conversation. And Jody is experiencing some kind of difficulty because, uh, these aren't her kids. She's not their mom and she's kind of having to be their mom. And in an interesting way, like I kind of think, and they don't necessarily call this out specifically, but Jody has a very complicated history with her kid. Like Sam had to murder her zombie child with what ate her dad, what ate her husband. Um, I feel like I always get that some details of that wrong, and someone's going to correct me on it again. On, but like uh, we got corrected on it like not that long ago. But yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, J- Jody's, it's in the past. Jody's son was a monster, and Sam had to kill it. Let's just make me generic as possible. Um, so I feel like she's having a lot of difficulty, like even being a mother in general of like not wanting to mother these kids, but just wanting to provide a place for them because she's, she doesn't want to go back to the way those, those feelings, she's going to go back to those feelings. Um, and she's like, you know, Alex is doing good, but it was really touch and go. And Claire is crazy. She's, she's got accepted to college, but she refuses to actually go and register and do all of this stuff. Like it's, it feels like to me, like she's hiding in this hunting thing and, uh, she's, she's worried about it. And Dean's response is, I'll put Sammy on it. I'm like, thanks, Dean. Yeah. <laughs> he went to college. He knows how much of a nightmare it is going to the registrar's office. <laughs> Every like, time, dude, Claire drags her feet going to that thing. And I was like, dude, I same, get it. Same, same, I same. hated that shit so much. Oh, I did. I did this exact same thing. I got accepted to college and just never went and actually registered and went to class and never went to college. We like literally went, got you. accepted to do it. It's fucking ridiculous. Good for you. So much uh, of your life is better because you didn't do that. Probably so. I met all. I mean, kids do whatever you want. Go well. to school. Yeah. Right. I went to fucking college and I'm. You know, I live in my grandma's house. <laughs> uh, everything okay? You're good. No, I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, vote Bernie 2020. Uh, Sam <laughs> <laughs> goes to talk to Claire, um, who is converted. Hey, Claire, I know we've never talked before, but 
I just wanted to explain that blood play thing. Yeah, yeah. I thought you needed some details. He like pulls Listen, out. Listen, I don't want you jumping to conclusions. <laughs> look, look. You're gonna want to a different gauges of needles. Okay, when you start, like you want to start with the, these kind because it's gonna hurt less but generate more. Like that's really what you're looking for at first. <laughs> oh uh, wait, sorry. Uh, he he's like, yo, I know you're trying to um, you're trying to escape something with hunting. Um, and this, it's so funny that Sam is talking to Claire, because 100% this is the first time I've ever spoken. Um, and he's just in her room now, like, hey, do you mind if I come in? I know I'm a stranger, but uh, I'm going to come in really quick. Um, but this is the time they give uh, Sam and Claire a moment to kind of bond with each other. Yes. Because what she's going through is very similar to what Sam was going through. Even though it was sort of the opposite sometimes with Sam, where Sam was running away from the hunter life. Um, he was just trying to find something. And there have been many times for Sam when he was just hunting to avoid a truth. Um, so it felt like it was appropriate for him to kind of have this talk with her. It's like, obviously, Claire, you're dealing with some shit. Um, and she says, you know, she doesn't fit in with Jody and Alex. She feels like she's the odd one out. Um, once again, very similar to young Sam with Dean and John, where he, Sam felt like he didn't belong with them. Mm-hmm. Um, lots, lots of parallels gives, in these two, I think. Yeah. He gives uh, some pretty just comfortable, safe advice of like, hey, you know, there's always going to be monsters, but there's not always going to be a chance at a family in a normal life. So maybe you should try and hold on to that while you still can. The monsters will be here eventually, you know, like they're they're out there. They're not going anywhere. But this this might. So hang out while you can. I think this is and and Claire actually looks like she's listening to this. Right. And and she doesn't like push back at this advice Uh, at some point. In my mind, on my first watch, I decided that teen, that Claire was a bratty teen and that she was kind of obnoxious. Um, mm-hmm. Really enjoying getting to know Claire in this rewatch, um, which I don't remember much of anyway, but it's a rewatch. Uh, just getting to know that she has a little bit more depth than what I originally thought. Because she does. She seems like she is, is, is actually listening to this advice, even if she's pushing back against a lot of it during the episode. Uh, yeah. And I, like going back to like Sam, the parallels here, like it just... Thinking about all of the times Sam threw himself into hunting uh, to avoid having to deal with emotions, like the, the season one, episode one, right? Like just dying, and then mm-hmm. like, okay, well, I gotta, I, I gotta go get this vengeance back, and so he's gonna abandon school and, and go do all of this stuff. And it's, it's this is just a really like good conversation, and I like the fact that like Supernatural has a history of putting the boys in these situations where they're giving advice about their own problems to people who are having different problems. Like we saw this with the last time, the Mythbusters, Mythbusters, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Ghostbusters. The uh, ghost, facers, the ghost facers. Yeah. Whoever the fuck they were showed up. But yeah, we saw this the last time we saw the ghost facers and it was so ham fisted. And like Sam is going through some times right now. Like the last episode mm-hmm. he was asking uh, Dean for, for forgiveness for season eight actions and all this other stuff and but this is just good advice and it doesn't mirror anything that's happening in in sam's life currently right 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 so so this is Um, like this is like i like the fact that they're dealing with claire as a character and not just as an avenue to explore winchester angst it feels like this is a really good conversation for these two to have better like dean could easily give the same advice for similar or different reasons but her and Dean already have kind of a, a repertoire. You know, they have an established back and forth where he almost does act like way more of a big brother to Claire when they're around each other. Um, and we see that a little bit later on. Um, but they've got they've got a pretty good vibe. So Dean just kind of coming in and like giving advice might not necessarily work 
with the way that the relationship that, that uh, he and Claire have established. But Sam, who has always been a little bit more distant from her, it seems like he could be more of that like semi-detached mentor who can come in and just offer advice without getting too personal, without it being this back and forth argument thing and just say like, hey, been there, done that. Take my advice. Here is my experience with this. Maybe look around, see what you've got. And he kind of leaves the ball in her court. He's not telling her what to do. He's just sort of explaining her situation exactly. a little, in a yeah. different way. Yeah. Uh, another thing I like about this is that when he walks in, he's like, oh, we, we have similar decorating styles because she has a full-on serial killer wall, uh, just like the Winchesters yes. that usually do. And I think that's yes. very funny. Uh, we go back to we go over to Alex's teacher. We met him very early in the episode, but we didn't really talk about him because who cares? Uh, he walks to his car and dies. That's the that's the thing that happens <laughs> yeah. to him. Yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next day, Alex and her boyfriend are running late, and she uh, sees and this is her favorite teacher, like her favorite math teacher or whatever. Um, and he is strung up on the flagpole, upside down and dead for everybody to see. Um, yeah, pretty tough. Pretty pretty like revenge of the nerds kind of a thing like revenge of the nerds gone too far yeah it's a t- tough tough day for that guy uh and all the students who are now seeing his body um, there's a there's a scene in this uh where uh there's a kid standing behind uh alex and her boyfriend um like filming the teacher on the flagpole with his iphone and he just oh i don't, I don't know why but like he's got glasses and he's kind of like got dark hair and i'm like are they like coding me to think of him as the bad guy like is this going to be the the jealous kid or whatever oh yeah <laughs> and then later there's a scene where the bf is like oh yeah there was this kid we picked on in high school or we picked on as a kid like we we tortured that kid like we've all done something <laughs> bad and i'm like is it gonna be that guy and like that guy never yeah. comes up he's probably not credited. never comes up i don't even know who you're talking exactly about, yeah. like i could send you a screenshot you were building like, like a meta a meta plot in your head i'm just making shit up at this point because supernatural is usually done a certain way that's fun. yeah yeah anyway that's fun um, um go ahead so they find some so the boys show up yes. um they are in their fbi gear and there is uh some unidentified substance it looks like it looks like pot in a baggie um, have you somebody was have you ever seen pot what kind of pot do you smoke chris <laughs> dude they got some they got some stanky ass weed it looks like dude, every it looks like what comes dude, out of every, your dryer vid you're not supposed to smoke yes, that chris that's here. exactly what it looks like over here everything's dude crusty and fucking fluffy and weird and shit dude Jesus i don't know Christ. Um, get some edibles so, what's wrong with you Dude, nobody does edibles here. It's straight up legal to smoke pot in Massachusetts. Everyone's just out token, bro. Stop smoking um, lint, Sam Winchester. Stop yeah. microdosing so lint, Winchester. He's got this bag of dank bud, and um, Sam doesn't know what it is, so they're gonna take it to the lab to test it or whatever. Um, this is where Claire decides to like barge into the crime scene, which is, to be fair, in front of the school. Um, and Dean is like, "Yo, you can't fucking do that." Um, in this situation, we're cosplaying as FBI, <laughs> uh, and you can't, you cannot blow this for us. Um, so yeah, he takes her side, chews her out a little bit, um, well, and he's like, "You need to, yeah, go ahead." I'm sorry. You need to appreciate how much Jody does for you, is what he says to her. Yeah, I wanted. I thought you were about to brush past this. I wanted to camp out on it for a little bit because, uh, like, he he basically yells at her. Like, this is the thing that I expected to happen first, where Dean comes in and is like, "You're a piece of shit, and you don't appreciate anybody enough." But it just he just waits a little while to get it. So, uh-huh. uh huh. And he, he that's basically what he says of like, "Hey, she's she's given you a life, and she's let you go to college, and she's you know g- given you all of this help, and you're just constantly disrespecting her. You're barging in on crime scenes in front of her employees. Like, this is ridiculous." Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. 
and she's kind of pushing back on this a, a little bit and they're kind of going back and forth and you could tell like Dean is really ramping up for a good old John Winchester scream fest when uh, Alex oh, yeah. shows up with her BF. And he's like, hey, we need to go like make out somewhere. So we're going to head out of here. Um, no, she um, school's canceled and they're going to go hang out. So S- S- Dean tries to like give him grief about what hanging out means. <laughs> um, it's just be like, who would like, oh yeah, the boyfriend's like, uh, you know, the FBI. <laughs> she was like, yeah, Jody does. It's complicated. It's a whole thing. Um, so they're going to go off and like hang out or whatever. Uh, the boys go around the school investigating, trying to just talk to people, figure out what was going on. If this teacher had any enemies, the usual stuff. They talk to a janitor to, you know, to me seemed very disaffected. Didn't really give a shit about any of this. Um, Sam finds him pretty suspicious. Um, so there's also another weird plot line that comes up, not a plot line, but like a weird offshoot thing that happens where, uh, Jody and Sam interview the principal and the principal is obviously very upset about this. And uh, she tells them, I want to find the bastard. I want to, uh, find him and turn the bastard inside out and string him up. And like both Jody and Sam are like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. I kind of expected that to come back in some way. Yeah. We just have a really, a really mean ass like principal with an active imagination. Um, she's the one um, that, that, uh, that council woman's, you know, doing some erotic cosplay for, I guess. Yeah. Um, so they, you know, he meets back up with Dean upstairs and tells him, like, yeah, you know, janitor was kind of weird. I want to look into this. Uh, in the background of this scene, I noticed that there was a giant uh, mural of the anime Yu Yu Hakusho painted on the lockers. Yep. I rewound it a couple times to see if this was a real thing, and it for sure was. I think they're in, like, a band pose for some reason. Extremely weird. That anime was from, like, 1994. Um, it is about, uh, like basically supernatural detectives though. So it's kind of on brand a little bit, but I don't know why it's in the background. I, uh, as a noted anime lover, uh, I was definitely, definitely noticed that this happened. I didn't just read about it in the trivia section later. So. <laughs> Does the trivia section just say that what I just said? Yep. <laughs> oh, all right. I was hoping for a little bit more than that. Like, of, uh, you know, such, 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 such writer wrote on the show and da, 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 or whatever, but no, nothing, nothing like that weird yeah it must have just been something that was on that set yeah uh we go over to alex and her bf who are in the woods like walking around and um he is just being too good to be true this is where i started to suspect that this guy uh was a baddie mm-hmm. um cause, yeah because he's being like actually pretty nice yeah and i was like oh he's either bad or he's gonna die either one yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> either he's yeah. gonna be the reason that alex is a hunter or she's he's going to be the reason that alex is a hunter <laughs> it's gonna yeah, be what uh you know she starts to kind of own up vaguely to her past saying like, I've done a lot of really bad stuff. We see flashbacks from the episode where she was introduced, where she was luring men to be eaten by vampires. Um, and dudes, the dude's pretty chill about it. The boyfriend's pretty chill. He smooches her and then he hugs her. And I was like, all right, this guy's all right. That's suspicious. Not suspicious at all. Um, they make out a little bit and then we go back to Jody and Dean um who arrive back at the house where claire and sam are uh the weird weed at the crime scene yeah. turns out to be jody a, comes she's like we got the results and it's uh it's fat buzz it's, it's dank it's dank stems it's uh, dank piff dude yeah it's fucking it's like let's roll this up into a dube everybody and and get this is a buzzed. this is a uh a dank dube of piff uh can you tell I don't smoke pot? Because <laughs> I don't know what any of it's called. Uh. <laughs> uh, 
they so this this substance was asbestos, and Sam has discovered that the maintenance guy is um, doesn't have a uh, valid social security number. It's it's fake. He's a, he's not a real person. He's only had it for like three years. Um, yeah, they they decide to break up and go investigate um, stuff. And Claire is like, "Hey, I want to go. I've got a he, she bought an FBI suit, which I find hilarious. Uh, uh-huh. She wants to pretend to be their agent of training." But uh, Jody is like, no, we've got to go to the registrar's office. And Claire is like, no. And, Cla- and, and yeah. Jody's like, yes. And Claire's like, no. And he's no. Back, back and forth with that for a while. And until uh, Dean gives Claire the look, the you should respect Jody look, and Claire decides to respect Jody. Yeah. Got to respect your elders as we care about on Supernatural. As, uh, as we have always done on Supernatural is obeyed everything that every elder has told us to do. Yes. Also, I know that you did say it, but I talked over you, so it was asbestos, not dank, bud. Oh. <laughs> Just in case the listener couldn't hear because I was talking over you like the rude co-host I am. That's okay. Um, That's okay. So, exposure. on their way back from the registrar later that night, Jody and Claire are getting back to the house, and um, suddenly, the janitor from the school attacks, <gasps> revealing himself to be this week's villain. Yes. Um, he, like, really hurts Jody. He, like, beats the shit out of her and, like, busts her leg. Uh, and Claire tries to fight back, but um, she's overpowered. This guy was like clearly lying in wait for them. Yes, um, I want to so, uh, um, like I, I talked a little bit about this in the Discord uh, because like this scene where he beats the shit out of Jody is filmed in a much more violent and visceral way than mm-hmm. I think like most of these fight scenes are are filmed. Uh, not yeah. just not just with the like the actual choreography, but also the sound effects. Like when he hits her in the knee, like and she collapses. Like it's a crunch. Like it sounds like he shattered her knee and then she yelps in pain in a way that like the boys never do. And it's like, it, it's, it made me think of like, are we, are we doing this on purpose? Like I know supernatural has a history of really hating on women. Um, mm-hmm. This seems even extreme for that. Uh, and every, every single episode that Jody has been in basically like she comes out of it, wearing a cast in some way, including her knee. Right. right? Like I think at one point it's her- like, yeah, I mean, I think either it's a subconscious or intentional violence against women thing. Um, and they also are, they're too afraid to ever hurt Sam and Dean because that, how would you like fucks up production, right? Like the next episode, Sam can't be in a cast, uh, except for when he is in real life because it just like screws things up. Um, but they have an absolutely no problem. Hey, the woman guest character, let's break all of her bones. That's fine. Yeah. And it's, you know, I, uh, I, I said, I mentioned this in the discord and I was like, is this, am I reading too much into this? Like, is this just like a thing? And I'm like, I'm just. I'm, I'm I'm reaching here, and uh, our friend Niz was like, "No, that's definitely a thing." P- apparently, and you know, listeners, you know me and Chris don't really pay attention to the fandom that much. We're not like r- watching con videos or anything. And apparently, mm-hmm. um, Kim Rhodes has been asked about this before, and and she has said like, "No, I like the fact that they don't pull punches just because I'm a woman. Um, I, I like the fact that it's a little bit more visceral and, and th- that kind of thing." Like, so she's into it. Uh, okay, but it, it's still at the same time as like. I mean, <laughs> Supernatural so, yeah, it, does have, it doesn't kill women constantly, so it just feels right. weird. Yeah. The the scenes themselves don't feel off. It's just like, no. holy shit, Jody, oh no. It's just that when you compare it to what they do to Sam and Dean, Sam and Dean get like punched in the face and, and then tied to a, a pole, and that's it. Sam is unconscious in one punch, and he's fine, yet Jody is just getting like brutally beaten, and, you know, the, the tagline to... This show could be just supernatural violence against women. Yeah. Like it's their it's their favorite thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, even watching this, I just noticed how brutal it was. But I didn't really think about the fact that it's um, 
more brutal than normal because it's because it's jody i don't know it's a very intense scene it's scary because claire is essentially getting kidnapped and like again this is close to like real world shit that's very frightening um in in all of this jody gets a call out to dean yes um but she's not able to really give any information because we just hear her getting beat up um so it's super scary and dean rushes to the house and the sound effects for that sound terrible like the over the phone yeah. dean hears her like cr- cr- crying in pain and and like snarling monster noises at the same time like it's 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 very terrifying and like all of this stuff where he's holding claire up by the neck it's, it's just very scary like this is actually like legit like it, it's very rare for supernatural to be actually scary to me or for me to think that these mm-hmm. characters are put in any kind of danger but like this this really did it for me um yeah. So uh, they rush. Dean is, Sam and Dean rush back to Claire. Sam and Dean rush back to Jody's place. Uh, Dean finds the knife, uh, Claire's knife, uh, which was thrown to the ground, and um, Jody's phone. Sam finds the other pla- the entire house empty. They call Alex, who is at a place called Fifties, and fill her in. And she's like, "Oh my god!" And Dean says, "You need to stay there. I will come get you. Don't move. Don't talk to anybody." She's in the car with her boyfriend. And when she tells the boyfriend, she starts freaking out, like, you need to get away from me. I'm afraid you need to get away from me. He says, I can't let you do that. And he's a vampire. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Did we mention that this dude, the, the maintenance guy, turned into a vampire while he was? Yeah, okay. Okay. he's also a vampire. He's also a vampire. Um, it's vampires, everybody, in case you were wondering. Yep. So while Sam, uh, while Dean is going to find Alex, uh, not knowing that she's now in danger, Sam uh, is going to check the uh, maintenance guy's office again to see if he can, like, pull up some more clues. Um so yeah, uh, I wish that Dean had just stayed on the phone with Alex. <laughs> sure, yes. it feels like it's just like a safety thing. Like, yo, I'm just gonna be on the phone. I'm just gonna be here. So if you scream or if you hang up, I'll know something bad happened. You know, I didn't. Um, I didn't think about that. Uh, Autumn uh, got thrown from her horse a few months ago. A few months ago, and like called me, and uh, thankfully she was not injured very bad. Like she she messed up her arm a little bit, but she's fine. And she's wearing like all kinds of safety gear. So I knew she was okay, but she still are like in that moment, extremely worried. Uh-huh. And, uh, and yeah, like I raced from my house to her barn, which was like a 35 minute drive that I made in 20 minutes. Um, and kept her on the phone the entire time talking to me because I was worried that, mm-hmm. Hey, she could have had a concussion and she could be out right, of it or right. go to sleep and hurt herself or something. And yeah. Why did you stay on the phone with Alex, dude? <laughs> what is so important that it's you just, can't like put it on speaker? <laughs> yeah. It just seems like it's just a real, it's just a precaution. It's just a safety precaution, you know? Um, but they don't do that, so it's okay. Um, Dean gets to the car and he only finds her phone. Um, so he obviously he calls Sam, tells Sam what's going on. Sam back at the the school thinks he has found um a good lead. It's an old closed down school building that was closed because they had asbestos. So it seems like there's gonna be because you know you get you get asbestos in your socks and when you murder people it sometimes gets left behind at crime scenes yeah. uh-huh. so you know uh-huh. this all checks out yeah, yeah, uh, i mean if you're a dumbass high school vampire that's probably what you do right like you yeah. just have asbestos yeah. hanging off of your body at all times right well you're a vampire now so you're like this can't hurt me anymore this can't hurt me i can just look. <laughs> my whole life asbestos held me back not anymore <laughs> um so uh, we cut imagine to being um, an asbestos victim and didn't turn into a vampire just having to wheeze your way through eternity yeah. just, oh no oh, oh no it's not getting any worse but it's never gonna get better never gonna get better um, um so they jody and jody and claire are all tied up mm-hmm. uh of course classic sam and dean stuff right here oh yeah uh, seen it a million times so jody's like hey claire like yeah you were right like there was some shit going on in here um and then alex gets dragged in by her uh fake boyfriend and um so we find out that this is the big plot twist that the maintenance fella he is from alex's like 
hometown or like where her nest was. Um, and he actually tried to help her out when she was being used as like a trap for these um, people that the vampires would feed on. Uh, this vampire, before when he was still human, witnessed this happening. He tried to help Alex, give her a ride home, give her some money, get her out of this bad situation. Uh, and he drove her back to this, you know, abandoned area trying to help her out. And then he was attacked and eaten by her, uh, her, her nest. And they turned him into a vampire. And now he wants revenge, uh, for the, you know, he says like, oh, I went home and I couldn't control myself. I killed my, my wife and my son. And I was a good person. I was trying to help you. And this is what happened. So this is, I feel like this is, uh, a, a real large stretch like i don't understand why the nest hurt him and let him back and let him loose and not just brought him back to the nest or went yeah, back home know. to eat his family or whatever um i don't know because he had to have had their blood like to, he has to drink their blood exactly so uh I, and i feel like this is the one down part downfall of, of this episode for me is just like they the, the writers were definitely stretching to justify like why this dude exists uh but that said uh i can really safely ignore that because the actress that plays Alex is such a good actress. Like you can see the emotional weight she's carrying mm-hmm, because of mm-hmm. all of this. And you can, she like starts crying. I'm so sorry. And you just feel bad for the kid because like she, she, she was under the control of vampires. <laughs> like, yeah, I, <laughs> I know you can't say that in a court of law, but I feel like you could get away at a speed with a speeding ticket. If you were like, Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. My, my vampire family was making me do 75 and a 50. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a shitty situation. <laughs> it's a shitty situation all the way around. And, uh, I, I feel like they do such a good job. Sp- specifically, Alex does such a good job portraying the emotion in this. Like I felt mm-hmm. really, really bad for her that she's going through this because this dude's whole steez is, Oh, you took away my family. Uh, so I'm going to take away everything that you had. Um, and he had the idea of first building her up. So he turned- yeah, he was like, you're a pathetic loser. <laughs> so, or you were, so I had to like give you a cool BF. Yeah. Yeah. So I turned the prom King and like made it. And of course the prom King has to jump in. It was like, you were just a trench coat wearing weirdo. I would never date anyone like you. And she spits in his face, which I kind of cheered for. I was into that, but like, not that really into the that plot yeah, part of it. Yeah, a, a a trench coat mafia or whatever. I was like, was that a Columbine reference? I think that was what a Columbine. Fuck? Thing. Yeah, it was what super the weird. Fuck. Um, and like you know, Alex, more than most people on this show, like Alex, if anybody deserves to wear a trench coat and be weird in high school, it's fucking Alex. Like she, this girl has gone through a lot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, she was like, she's not even just into vampires. Like she lived with them. Exactly. Like, yeah. She's the real deal. <laughs> she now hates vampires. There were so many vampire kids at my high school, but Alex was the real deal. Uh. And, and like, so this this the whole idea is, is this dude is going to take away her family and take away her life that she, as she knows it. Um. So he grabs Claire. Um, Jody says, you know, those weren't, those weren't FBI agents. Those were hunters. Um, Alex pleads to the boyfriend saying like, you can't, you know, you're, you're going down the wrong path. Claire does, uh, Claire doesn't even like me. Your, your plan is not going to work. Uh, and then Alex says, look, why don't you let them go? I, and I will work for you. Like you've seen me, you know how good I am at this. I can find you. I can find you food. And when the food runs out, I'll let you feed for me. Um, and for a minute I was like, and, and like, that's gotta be again going to the emotional weight of alex like breaking having to build herself up after the vampires tore her down and then breaking that all apart and like submitting herself to this just to save her family is so fucking huge and it's so brave and i'm just 
never really liked Alex that much in this in this series. Like when we covered Wayward Sisters, I couldn't remember a single fucking thing about Alex at all. <laughs> so I can't can't wait to get back to the Wayward Sisters episode and recover it with like some fucking emotional gravitas involved. Yeah, but uh, like this is huge, and I thought that the guy was going to go for it. Instead, he just bites Claire. Yeah. Um. Claire tells him to fuck off, and, and Alex spits in his face at one point. Because yeah. um, she, Claire is also trying to be like, while all this emotional stuff is happening, is like, yo, like the big bad Winchesters are going to come and fuck y'all up. Mm-hmm. And nobody is taking that threat seriously because they don't understand. And part of me was like, dude, these guys are fucked when Sam and Dean show up. Like, they're like the Luke Skywalker of this right now. Like, once you put them on screen, it's like, okay, well, he's the hero. Everybody's saved. So I thought that they were just going to kind of have them be that. Like, everybody goes through their personal struggle here, and then... Uh, everything will be okay at the end because Sam and Dean will be there. And that's like maybe lazy writing. But then we see Sam ri- arrive. I'm like, here we go, Sam. Here we go. And he just like walks slowly in. I was like, Sam's fucked. Sam is so Sam's fucked. So he's fucked. gonna get. He's gonna get so <laughs> he's gonna, fucking he's, knocked he's out. Gonna get it's, unconscious in like point five. Sam's seconds. gonna walk out of this episode as a vampire. He's so fucked right now. And, <laughs> and he does. Gotta go he, wrong. And he, he does. Comes, he immediately he gets he, jumped. He, he walks in and he gets jumped. And uh, all of a sudden, this vampire, the big vampire, has a fucking sledgehammer and starts throwing it around yeah. like we're on Game of Thrones. All of a sudden, um, and, um, and Sam gets knocked to the side. Uh, he gets knocked to the side, and his and his machete gets knocked out of his hand. Yes. Thankfully, he doesn't get knocked out. He's just like in the back doing karate with Henry for like a while. Because because I don't know if you knew this, Jeremy. You don't need to use any special items on a vampire no you can just beat them up you can just beat them up they're just people they're just shitty people (laughs) he just beat i mean sam beat up demons he can beat up a vampire yeah he does sam karate chopped three demons and and, and only murdered one of them like he can take a fucking vampire because at the end of this he's just like got the dude in a headlock yeah (laughs) like you can't do that to a vampire but sam just punched him enough times he's like all right guys he's not gonna do anything Can you imagine? I just kicked his ass. Can you imagine? Like, do you remember the the prime vampire, the alpha vampire from season yeah. six or whatever, season six or seven? And uh, mm-hmm. can you imagine if that dude just got punched enough times by Sam and it was like, like yeah. just confused? Like, I didn't really, I, I thought I was more powerful than punches, but apparently, yeah. one hundred and twenty-seven. They get him tied to a chair. They're injecting, life. they're injecting dead man's blood into him. No, 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 not this guy. Granted, he's a new vampire, but Sam's like, I'm just gonna fucking give you a couple couple hooks right to the chin right on the sweet spot it's like i mean you see boxers go 12 rounds they, they go longer than this shit right like but no not this vamp sam just just cleaned his clock and then just presented him up to have his head chopped off this is like going into a dark souls boss with a broken straight sword i'd be like i'm just gonna be here for four hours punching this yeah. guy with the yeah. broke ass sword it's or like grinding this like, dude grinding like to level 99 in the opening area of a jrpg or something right like mm-hmm, just taking mm-hmm. the time like it's just going to take forever but i can do it he just punched a vampire, um, dude. That's so fucking hilarious. I didn't even think about because, that. Because <laughs> while Sam and Henry are doing karate, like, Claire, like, is, she Who the fuck is Jody. Henry? Who's Henry? Henry's the other young vampire, I think. He's I started calling him Henry. Okay. He's the cool. BF. <laughs> yeah. Sam and Sam's doing karate with the BF. Um, and he's like, this one's called Gigantic Dark. Yeah. Bye. He's spinning around Boom. doing kicks and shit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm just blowing up on the mic right now. Uh, I love Sam pulling out his moves, though. <laughs> this, is, this is leg one, and this is leg two, and this is leg aura. <laughs> Brick strike! <laughs> Buckner smash! 
Oh God! See ya! <laughs> and this kid is he's doing street. School. He's doing Street Fighter sounds against this teenager. <laughs> it's like seventeen years old. He's at most seventeen. He's a prom king. Sam is beating up the prom king. Vampire. I call this one blood play. <laughs> God. The entire audience, like everybody looks around when he says blood play and it just immediately turns the other way. The other vampire looks at Alex and is like, is this guy fucking serious right now? <laughs> All right. Jesus, All blood right. play. He's making Tekken sounds in the background. Dean comes in and him and Claire, they double team the janitor. They cut his head off. Love it. Uh, they give Alex the opportunity to like punch this dude in the face though. I thought that was badass. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, or no, Alex, they, 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 they cut the, Big vampire. You're, I'm sorry, I got this wrong. They they cut the main vampire out, heads heads off, and then uh, Sam stands this boy, this, this woozy ass beaten up guy. Mm-hmm. You know what he does? Oh my god, we're making this Dude. joke. And they stand him up like he's about to do a fatality on him, right? Like he's seriously about to do a, He's about to rip his spine he's out. Rip his stomach, fucking dude. spine out. He's gonna kick him so hard, like his crotch is gonna come through yeah. his nose or something. Like I don't he's about to, yeah, fucking dragon uppercut over here. <laughs> Dean is like, holy shit, Sam. Like Sam came in here like kind of weak. He was instantly disarmed, but then he's just over there in this wet pipe factory looking ass building, just doing full on dragon kicks and shit. Dean is like, "Who is he? Who are you? Who is he? I've never seen the side of you. Oh my god, what have you been doing at the bunker? Did you find? He's got a bandana on. He's just dude." He just watched Bloodsport. <laughs> he's like, he's where, losing his shit. Where did you get a bandolier of grenades? It doesn't make any he's fucking got, sense. He's, he's shirtless with the pants like up to his sternum, like Swayze and Roadhouse. Hell he's yeah. just like into it, dude. Sam, you did not have a mullet when I left you earlier. Where did this <laughs> mullet come from? <laughs> Sam, where did you get those jeans? Why did, are those dad's jeans from why, the 80s? Why did you take the shoes off? Why did you do that before this fight? Sit! Yeah! Blood play! Yeah! <laughs> I want you to know I'm doing the moves oh, while no, I, oh, I, I can tell. I can, I can feel you moving It's gotta come the from the heart. I can feel yeah. it. You can't, you can't shout out blood play. Like, if I try, like, watch. Blood play! Like, you obviously no, can't definitely. tell. I'm definitely not moving. Mm-mm. Ugh, all right. I've definitely alerted some neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> we need to finish this before the cops show up. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to jail tonight. Sam stands this dude up for a fatality. Alex punches him in the face, and Claire takes his head off from behind. And Excellent. Um, Jody's leg is broken again. <laughs> Jody's leg is broken again. Fuck. And then uh, we cut to the next morning. Um, Alex and Claire, this is the sweetest fucking thing in the world. Oh, yeah. Dude, this Alex and Claire have teamed up to attempt to make breakfast for a uh, broken legged Jody who is extremely touched at this gesture, but like definitely will not be eating these raw pancakes. Mm-hmm. And the kitchen mm-hmm. is a fucking mess. Like, I hope that also part of this touching gesture was cleaning up because Jesus Christ. Um, and Alex apologizes. And it's like, this is all my fault. And Jody and Claire both say, no, no, absolutely not. Like, you you were offering to sacrifice yourself to to save us. And that's what family is. That's what love is. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you guys have got mm-hmm. to stop hanging out from the Winchesters. That's not yeah, necessarily seriously. what family or love is. Not family the ideal is like a, you want to base your shit on. <laughs> family is trying to figure out who's bringing the dessert on Christmas, which is happening yeah. two weekends before Christmas. Right. Because your steps, right. your sister-in-law is a fucking nightmare to deal with ever since he got they got married. Uh. Yeah, uh, uh, but this is—I'm talking over this. This is very sweet. Like this yeah. is this is what family is, and that's what's scary about family is it gives you so much to lose, which I think is yeah. a great line. Um, yeah, Claire and Alex are now you know 
on the same team. They don't hate each other anymore. It seems like they 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 understand each other now. Um, and I think that was their fundamental difference was they just didn't understand each other. Can you hear how raw my voice is? <laughs> yeah, you fucking screaming, ruined your throat, dog. <laughs> from screaming blood play. <laughs> um, that's I'm, his move. Dude. I think I'm gonna name the episode "Chris ruined his throat screaming blood play." <laughs> Forget blood sport, dude. It's all about blood play. And that's that's Sam's dude. He's not here for sport. He's here for play. And I'm doing karate moves while I say all this. Um, I'm such an obnoxious person. Oh, my God. So um, they could, I th- at some point they're outside. Dean's like, Claire, you learned your lesson. You're respecting Jody. You got to respect your elders. That's what it's all about. Sam comes out with a shitload of leftovers. Well, real, real quick before we leave mm-hmm. Sam and uh, mm-hmm. excuse me, Dean and Claire. Claire says like, yeah, I, I've, I've definitely I see the value in your advice. Uh, and and I, I talked to Jody and Jody's going to teach me how to like hunt down leads and actually investigate things and like do the work required to figure uh-huh, this stuff uh-huh. out. And then like they pause and he kind of looks at her. And she says she thinks I'm going to get myself killed. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Sam walks out with a shit ton of leftovers, which I think I find yeah. very funny. Uh, and then he goes over to talk to Alex because Dean has given him this look like I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> Who are you? Who is, this? <laughs> Who is he? Everyone in the room um, is just pretending that nothing happened, and like, yeah. except they're just all not saying anything. To, to he's say. still got the mullet. <laughs> Like he cut his hair at some point. <laughs> it's just the mullet now. <laughs> he's trying walking around in his regular clothes like that didn't like he wasn't wearing a karate gi under his flannel last night. <laughs> where did the grenade bandolier co- go? Where did he get where it, did it from? Come from? And where did he put it's it? It's not in the trunk, so I don't know where it went. Truck. I looked for it because I wanted to steal it, says Dean Declare. <laughs> oh. So Sam goes to talk to Alex. Um she she this is the first time they've spoken for sure absolutely yeah definitely. <laughs> she says she's gonna you know she's gonna keep going to school she's gonna keep trying to have a normal life um you know she she doesn't want to be around all that shit you know um she doesn't want to be around monsters and all that crap she just wants to have a life um but yeah yeah and uh the boys leave and alex and claire they go ahead. they end this episode by saying um are things going to be all right around her? I think Dean asks Jody. Oh, yeah, and Jody says, right, as long right. as everyone wears a condom, we'll be fine. And Dean says, I want that on a bumper sticker. Perfect. Uh, good episode. Yeah. I, uh, I really enjoyed the, uh, our brothers interacting with this family, um, which I, th- I think we can 100% call this a family at this point. Like, once you yeah, go through a vampire sure. attack together, I feel like you're a family. Um, <laughs> yeah. They've gone through multiple vampire attacks. Yeah, yeah. It's it's ten Christmases or one vampire one vampire attack. That's that's, that's true. Right. Family that's right. That's what they say. Yeah, that's what they say. Um, but I love I love them interacting with this family. I love the boys being able to provide a uh, a weird outside perspective on this and to be able to give these girls advice. Uh, and I like the fact that also Alex doesn't need any advice with, at anything, right? Like no. Alex is is a pretty well adjusted kid. It's Claire that really needs the advice and. She she spends a lot of time this episode kind of pushing back against uh, Jody in a very teenage kind of way, uh, but mm-hmm. she's also like listening to what they say and not just arguing for the sake of arguing, which I feel like she she had done in the past. Uh, and she comes to like she has development in this episode, and so does Alex, yeah. and so does Jody. It's really really solid, and the, it's not. I mean, I, I, you could probably we could probably sit here for ten minutes and like talk about Sam and Dean's current relationship and the things that they're doing and kind of make that a mirror, but it's not like a, 
it, it doesn't feel like that was the intention at all to right, to provide right. like it to just hold seems up a like to Sam and Dean and be like, here's your problem, Sam. Yeah. Um, it seems like they're there to actually provide some advice. Exactly. Like to yeah. actually be like mirrors to these kids, not so they can be like a one to one parallel, but so that they can go, oh, there's here's some outside perspective from people that we respect. That's all you need sometimes. That's it. Yeah. And um and of course. Uh, I've I've grown to really love these characters, uh, Jody, Claire, and Alex. All of them, uh, Jody especially, mm-hmm. I think is great. Um, her conversation about like with Dean about having difficulty adjusting and and caring for these these young women, I think is is a really like you could tell. I think you could tell a woman wrote this. I didn't know that until we read the episode description. Um, yeah. But looking back, I think that's pretty obvious. Like that feels like something that. Um, really gets at like what a woman who had kids that missed and then lost a child and then now has to deal with these new weird children, right? Like, oh, right. <laughs> now they're here. Like that feels like a very emotionally honest kind of thing. So, um, yeah, For I just, sure. I, I just really love this episode. Yeah, same. That was a good one. We're we're in a good streak right now. We are. Uh, any final thoughts? Uh, no, I threw up my voice. Okay, so thank you everybody for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you all to the patrons over patreon.com slash monster of the week. We very much appreciate that. Uh, lately, we've been getting a lot of like new followers on social media, a lot of comments thrown our way, people live tweeting the podcast at us and all of that stuff. We, it, As always, we very much appreciate that. Shout outs to every single person that does that. Um, yes. I, we, we, it's just special as hell and we can't tell you how much we like it. Uh, yeah. We'll be back next week with an episode okay with an episode of supernatural with an episode of supernatural uh that is teased by the question who do you love (laughs) bye everybody You okay? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That one came from me. It's been a long time since oh. I've laughed that hard on a podcast. There was a physical. There was some physical injuries sustained <laughs> on the field tonight. <laughs> Christ, Sam setting that poor high school kid up for a fucking fatality is just the funniest yeah. goddamn. Oh my! My, God. uh, my uncle took my grandma out tonight. I don't know what time if if they're back or or what. Hopefully, I'm not getting some confused looks when I walk out of here. Kirk was like, what kind of podcast is this? What are you doing? What are you doing? Is everything okay? <laughs> is he? It's is, fine. Is your co-host making you make those noises? <laughs> it's fine. It's just blood play. It's just a little blood play, Unc. It's just, it's just a little blood Everybody play. Everybody does right? it. <laughs> all of my friends so are into uptight. it, Unc. All my friends are into blood play, all right? Hello. Hello. Uh, hello. Hello, hello. Chris? Hello. Chris, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Is this Chris Mosier? I'm looking for Chris Mosier. This is he. I have an important announcement about your insurance on your car. Tell me. It's 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 extremely canceled. You shouldn't be driving your car anymore, Chris Mosier. Fuck it, man.
I, I'm going to need you to PayPal me $800 to reinstate your car insurance. <laughs> you directly on your personal account? It's a company account that's associated with my personal account. It's a pretty small company <sighs> over here, Chris Mosher. It's pretty, you know, okay. I do a lot of this admin stuff myself. I don't have a lot of overhead profit to, you know, yeah. employ a lot of customers, employ a lot of employees to manage PayPal for me. Uh-huh. It's, it's, uh-huh. it's, it's kind well, of a solo know, operation over here. So uh, <laughs> Good for you for running a small business. Thank I, uh, you. It's, I it's very much that. appreciated. Going back to this $800, <laughs> are you uh, going to be able to get uh-huh. that to me today or is that going to be a tomorrow situation? What's the timeline? I don't even have a, I don't even have a PayPal address yet, so I'm just not sure. Well, that, let, me, let, me, let me ask you this. When's, when is the next time send. you get paid? When's the next time you get a paycheck? I can, I can just swing by and you can just sign that bad boy <laughs> yes. over to me and I can deposit it into my own PayPal. Well, so I've got, a, I've got a direct deposit. There's no exchange of actual physical checks. Um, so who, what is, who'd you say you worked for? I didn't, Chris Mosier. I'm just talking about your car insurance. I don't really think we need to go into the specifics of where I work. I don't really think that's any of your business until you pay me my $800. So what happens if I don't pay the $800? Well, if something happens to your car, or if you get into an accident, then you won't have car insurance, and you could be liable for damages, which you know. I see. In our Sue Happy left-wing country nowadays, it's very, uh-huh. very, very Sue Happy. And they award a lot of damages. Uh huh. Uh huh. $800, Chris Mosier, is what we're talking about I, here. Are I'm we, just not, sh- I'm not sure like I'm going to be able to get you those. kind of jerking me around here, Chris Mosier. I don't really know what the situation is, but. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to get you those funds. That's, that's really disappointing to hear, Chris Mosier. You live in so, Winchester. Is that correct, Mr. Mosier? Uh, is your so address we, uh, 472 Short Street? Uh, well, yes, Are you wearing is, denim right now in your upstairs uh, window, Chris Mosier? Can I help you? Is there eight hundred dollars worth of valuables in your house right now, Chris Mosier? What, what time did you, do you say go to, this was? What time do you go? To, I didn't. It's nearly none of your business who I am. Can't well, you did call up. me. I'm just like soaking my microphone full of water. Oh, Jesus Christ, man, boy, oh boy, what a what a rowdy way. I watched a car accident happen this morning. Oh, you no. ever have um where the traffic lights just decide to be different for a day? Um, <laughs> so what no. like the traffic light on like the way that I was facing at this intersection was flashing yellow, which means like go cautiously through the intersection. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other side had flashing red, meaning like they had to stop. Um, but for whatever reason, that just like wasn't communicated properly because everyone in front of me in traffic was just stopping at the yellow light. And I was like, guys, you don't have to fucking do that. You're slowing everything down. This isn't a four-way stop. Let's keep it rolling. Um, well, somebody new showed up to the party on the other side coming down. They know they have the right of way. They got that yellow light. That means that they're allowed to go. Um, but the person on the other side, they didn't get that memo. So the two cars, they drove right into each other as cars sometimes do. Oh, no. And there was a, there was a big old crash. Everybody was okay. Mm-hmm. I wasn't late to work. And that's, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about me. That's so. the important thing. That's the important thing. I wasn't late, but um, the, uh, I blame the city. What, what's I blame the worst the city on accident you've ever seen in your life? Is that the? Mm. You know, I never, I didn't see it, but we we were driving back from the mall one day, me and my friends, and we heard it, and uh, there was just a big old bang, 
and then we kind of like came up the highway just enough and maybe about a minute later or something and the people had cleared away but there were just two cars on their side glass doors and shit like everywhere like this was a major serious accident and people were trying to climb out of the the wreckage i don't know what the situation was obviously like the cops weren't there yet ambulance wasn't there yet we just drove around all the people were like stopping because you know we, it's all about us we're just trying to get back to back to school mm-hmm. um but yeah that was i mean so we didn't witness the actual accident but it was pretty pretty serious shit although one time uh a f- one of our friends told us that she was driving home late from her friend's house like she was like supposed to stay over but it was like 2 a.m and just decided to drive home and then like saw a really bad accident happen on the other side of the highway but there was nobody else around but her so she stopped her car and um they went they called the police called the ambulance whatever everybody's getting checked out and some one of the people in the accident was like there was somebody else in my car and they're gone um <laughs> oh no <laughs> they didn't get ethers right jesus <laughs> so it, sh- long story short this person got launched out of the car across the highway onto the other side of the highway oh my god and landed right in front of of where this girl parked where she pulled over she pulled up right in front of this person if she had if she had moved up any further she would have run them over but if she hadn't stopped there then they might not have found the person because that was the only way that they saw them was that her headlights were on them um so that was pretty that was pretty wild I remember hearing that story but I guess, thankfully, I haven't seen anything too gnarly myself. I feel like you asked this question because you got a gnarly story for me. Though. Oh no, I was just I was just curious. Uh, but oh, I, I, I I do have a gnarly story. Um, me and my dad and his coworker um, were driving to meet my mom. I was like maybe twelve or thirteen, and they were doing that like pass the child off to the other parent situation. So like, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. They, but they drove. We were like four hours away, so they pick a spot in the middle so that you know no one has to drive the entire way and all the way back. Um, so we're on this kind of we're on this two lane highway, and uh, we round a corner just in time to see this uh, tiny Honda, um, and this would have been like a like a early '90s Honda, right? Like it was it was old in '93, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, like and it was full of teenagers, and uh, they pull out in front of a minivan who has no time to stop and the minivan just literally like plows into this car full of teenagers by the way tr- uh, maybe a content warning on some some some, some gross stuff about <laughs> to happen on, here. <laughs> um so like my dad pulls off the side of the road um he tells me to stay there in the car and i'm like i'm definitely not moving i'm 12 like what the fuck are you what, what am i yeah. gonna do uh-huh. um they, they, there's no cell phones or anything so like they they're trying mm-hmm. to figure out like how to get emergency services and all this other stuff um everyone in the minivan was fine which is great because there was like an infant in a um Yeesh. in a car seat the minivan was driven by another teenager who was the babysitter nobody in the car in this car full of teenagers was wearing seat belts of any kind Oof. uh and they were all really bad off and i will never ever forget when the cops finally got there and like they couldn't open the door so I don't know why they didn't saw the door open, but they pulled this poor girl um, through the window. And like when her feet went from the window and hit the ground, she made this like blood curdling scream. Oh, that I will just never forget in my entire life. Like it was the and it was, of course, there was like blood and all this other stuff. And it was just it was horrifying. And then Oof. I went and met my we drove to McDonald's <laughs> and I got some huh. McDonald's and I went home like I was 12. <laughs> yeah, you just go. All right. Well, <laughs> moving probably, on. Uh, 
probably trying to figure out that like eighth dungeon and link to the past if i had to guess yeah, what i was what yeah. the rest of my, what my day looked like from there oh but yeah man. that was yeah, i got um, i got an accident crazy. once and uh it was because i slipped on ice my car like spun out and i, I hit a like a pole and you know it wasn't too bad or anything i mean it fucked up the car pretty bad but like everything was fine my friend was in the passenger seat he couldn't get out of the passenger side door so he had to crawl out and then we got back in the car it's snowing out so you know we're he got back in the car. And he was sitting in the back seat. Uh, I pulled around the corner because at first I thought, like, well, I didn't do any damage to anything. Somehow, it's just my own car. So I tried to just like go home. Uh, it was yeah. my dad's car. This because you know early twenties. I don't think I had my own car. No, I don't know. I was in my dad's car for some reason. And yeah, so uh, I realized I couldn't drive home. I was like, "Yep, this car is like this is fucked." So I pulled over, and then the cops came a minute later. And this dude, I think, thought that I tried to like do like a hit and run or like mm. try to run from him or something. Cause he came up, tried to bash open my window. I may have told you this story. Oh before. my God. No. Um, yeah. He like freaked the fuck out on me and I was like, Whoa dude, what is happening? And he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, uh, got in an accident. <laughs> like I'm waiting for you. Like I just realized I couldn't drive home. He said he, I guess thought that I was trying to like drive away from him. Sure. Um, but then he flipped the fuck out. Cause he was like, who the fuck was in the passenger seat? What is going on here? Um, He's like, do you have a warrant out for your arrest? Like, who who ran away? You need to tell me now. I was like, dude, nobody ran away. He just can't open that door. So my friend got in the back seat. Uh, my friend was underage and drunk at the time. But, oh, good, uh, good, 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 good. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, I wasn't. <laughs> so <laughs> I was okay. That worked out once that dude like cooled off. It probably wouldn't have worked out if my skin color was different, which is really fucked up. Because uh, sure. this guy was like out for blood. He was for he was no waiting. fucking reason. Yeah. For no reason. He was just like freaking the fuck out because I crashed my car in the snow and there's just like no reason for that. Um, there was another time. I can't believe I forgot about this. It was me and my dad and my brother and we were driving back. We just had like the worst stressful job of all time. Something we've been like building up to for like a super long time. Worked our butts off. Got our butts kicked basically by this job. And then we're heading home. And for whatever reason, my brother's sitting in the backseat, my dad's in the passenger seat, and they let me drive. And that never happens. And everybody's being, like, bummed out. And normally I'm, like, you know me. Like, I'm, like, I'm kind of a drag sometimes. So, like, for, it, was, it was weird that I was the one trying to encourage everybody. And then, out of nowhere, an 18-wheeler comes plowing into us. Oh, no. Just completely blindsides us. Um, knocked us out. We all had to go to the hospital. Turns out, the truck driver was possessed by a demon. And he worked for Yellow Eyes, and he was trying to to take us Whoa. out because oh jeez, <laughs> because it was the season one finale of Supernatural. Oh, oh my god, I can't believe <laughs> this really looped around in a way that I was unexpected, <laughs> not expecting. Got him, got him. <laughs> uh, that's the worst accident I've ever seen. The finale of season one of Supernatural. <laughs> I uh on that on that do something dumb and um in your parents' car tip. I uh I was driving my mom's Jeep Cherokee. And um, it had been raining quite a bit, and uh, I decided that the cool thing to do. There, I was at a red light, like near a mall. I think I was coming home from work one day, like so. It was like kind of after hours. The fucking town I lived in like rolled the sidewalks up at nine p.m., so there was nobody around. Uh, light turns green, and I'm like, you know what would be cool if I kind of gunned it as I was turning and do a little <laughs> skid, oh. uh, and I did that, and I did like two three sixties and went into the ditch <laughs> immediately. Oh. 
and uh, did not want to like call my mom or anything uh, and was trying. So I, I went to like the gas station and was trying to call my friends. Nobody was answering their phone because again, it was like 1995. Nobody had phones. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's calling people's home lines, <laughs> their landlines, getting, getting answering machines or their yeah. moms yeah. or something. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm standing there um, and like trying to make these phone calls at a gas station and a guy comes up and he's like, Ben, is that your car over there? And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I messed up. And he's like, what school you go to? And I'm like, I told him the name of my high school. And he was like, I used to quarterback over there. Come on, I got you. And I like, <laughs> drove over and got a chain and literally pulled me out of the ditch. The car was. <laughs> Would he have not helped if I don't you know. said it to a different <laughs> school? <laughs> like nah, if I, fuck that school, If I was man. on the other side of town, would he have been like, see you later, white boy. <laughs> fuck off. Uh, but he got a chain, oh, hooked it up, pulled me out, and it all was good. Uh, and Except the car was super muddy, so I had to like, very quickly try to figure out how to wash a car in the rain so my mom wouldn't notice. Dude, yeah. My cousin Devin lived down in Arkansas. I used to constantly be like, man, I flipped my truck again. We were driving. I was doing, don't tell my dad, but I was doing over 100 on the highway. Oh and I gosh. rolled my truck. Me and Javier had to get down there and push it out. <laughs> I was like, dude, this is the third time this has happened. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I knew, uh, I have some some cousins and, some, and they have some kids. And uh, they... A, a lot of their kids have done bad things in vehicles and they just keep buying them new vehicles which like when we were coming oh, up no. was expressly forbidden like this dude yeah. had a uh, this they gave like a huge vehicle to like this 17 year old kid and i'm just like wow that's every guy i hated in high school like that's uh-huh. exactly the dude uh-huh. i hated in sky high school <clears throat> yeah car stuff man car stuff <laughs> my last one was uh i was a kid going to the state fair which was an hour and a half away from my town so we were on the interstate and i, I remember this vividly because i feel like it's the one of the first times i ever remember being in like really crazy traffic um mm-hmm. and we went to like what is the big town um in north louisiana and i don't know why i'm beating around the bush it's shreveport everybody <laughs> like, everybody <knows. laughs> there's only like four big towns in, in, in the entire state it's shreveport guys uh but they um i was riding in the way way back of this vehicle. I don't remember what it mm-hmm. was, but you know, you had like the back seat and then like the storage compartment. So me and a cousin were in the storage compartment and, uh, there had been like some crazy people driving and like swerving all around. And I remember my, uh, stepdad was getting really frustrated because of all of the bad traffic. And my mom was super tense and everybody was kind of on edge and me and it had to be a cousin, but it might've been my sister, uh, were in the back looking behind us when one car ran into another one and caused it to literally do the movie flip where it just popped up and and like we were, you know, ahead of it. So like we didn't stop or anything. Nobody else in the car stop it. But me and my my sister or cousin, whoever it was, are like, Oh my God, (laughs) freaking everybody out. And of course all we get is the shut up back there because we're fucking eight or whatever. So, Oh man. Being a kid is fucking wild. It's fucking wild, dude. Nobody you don't see that kind of shit when you're an adult. Yeah, no, they don't care at all. Damn. I'm trying to think of the crazy shit I've seen as an adult uh, that I haven't already shared on this podcast. I ain't seen nothing since I was an adult. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. I, just, I don't spend any time, th- this much time out of doors. Like, I just try to, and I, mm-hmm. I mean, I drive for a living, so I actually do spend quite a bit of time on the road, but uh, people are just... Or just weird. Like I don't ever see anything bizarre or bad. Thankfully, I came into work the other day and there was a. Um, I'd been off for two days. There was a cop at the front door, and I was like, "That's super weird. Why is that person here? Don't really know." But I came in and I asked my supervisor. I was like, "Yo, dude, like, do you know why that cop is here?" And he was like, "No, but 
something really weird happened. There was like a bottle of hot piss put under my tire last night when I went to leave. I was like, excuse me, hot piss? Um, he was super... Wait. I'm, somebody had filled up, like, peed in a bottle and then like, yeah, crammed it under like, his he, tire. He leaned down and, like, touched it? Like, how did I don't the know. hot part is... I don't know. Like, okay, moving I don't on. Know. Let's get past it. I don't know. I didn't ask those details. All he said that he was like, if I had backed up, like, even a little bit, if I hadn't seen it before I got in my car, like, it would have exploded. I was thinking it was, like, a glass bottle or something. Um, so the, all day, we're just like, somebody, somebody here is fucking weird. Somebody has, like, a vendetta against you, and he has peed in a bottle is some weird attempt to get at you for some reason um it wasn't that at all it was just somebody like dropping something off at like a different building that like, came into our parking lot and clearly had at some point peed in a bottle and like just threw it under his car and it landed in such a way that it looked like it had been like precariously placed perfectly under his tire post- did you you got this guy on video doing this is yeah they had him they had him on video um but is it was that like on, is I that mean, on TMZ or YouTube yeah, or some shit? Is no, I, I don't know. <laughs> but um, but all I could think was like, all day I looked at everybody differently. Every single like dude, just the dudes. Every dude that I walked by, just I was like, dudes. "Yeah, are you fucking weird?" I was like, "That guy's." And then me and him were going back and forth. We thought of all of the same people. We're like, if anybody would be capable of doing this or have reason to do it, who would it be? We came up with like all the same list of people. Um happy to report that that didn't happen so that was a pointless story but it just really like i was full on like paranoid i'm like am i next is somebody gonna pee on my car next <laughs> i um a friend of mine uh got a tesla um and was super excited about it because obviously that's like a, a, a high-end vehicle He's yeah a super geek so he was like super excited about this and then in the first week uh in their company parking lot somebody hit it and, and, and didn't leave a note or anything and fucked it up pretty badly by all accounts um mm-hmm. so he he went through this same thing and he was telling me about it of like i don't want to know who it was because i don't i just feel like if i know i'm just going to like be weird about it but ev- everybody mm-hmm. in my office is a suspect and that fucking weirds me out um yeah yeah so he um he had the insurance company talk to the security of their parking lot um and like they gave them the footage and found the person and was able to get a settlement and all of that stuff without him knowing who it is so like a coworker wow. hit and run his car paid to get it fixed and he doesn't know who it is and i'm like that would just what fucking fuck? that would infuriate me like i would have to know constantly even i would I'd have never to get a new job i wouldn't ever be able to i have to it. leave the state <laughs> i have to leave the state dude it would eat me it would eat me alive i'd be bribing the security people being like you gotta tell me like i can't live with this and not even not for retaliation like i just need to know <laughs> i need to know like i don't i would never do anything in return i mean i might throw a hot bottle of piss under his car once or twice sure. but i mean that's sure. normal behavior you know what just I'm saying? a warm bottle of piss it's not we're back to the piss talk how's this happening i don't know i don't know Ugh, you know dude. what um have you ever seen so jess jess and i've been watching movies i've been having her watch movies that i like she's been having me watch movies that she likes i've been watching a lot of japanese horror movies and she showed me um eternal sunshine of the spotless mind yeah um which I, I mean yeah i'd never seen that movie and i never wanted to see that movie um i grew up watching dumb and dumber i knew jim carrey is just a goofy guy so when he was doing serious movies i was like i don't know about that man um, I don't know. That, that's, a, that's a pretty good fucking movie and then um yeah his other serious one i can't remember the one where he's like the star of a tv show uh, uh yeah that one's pretty good too truman like, show Truman Show. there you go yeah, yeah. I, I i saw that when i was younger um and that kind of fucked me up because like that wasn't funny i'm sad um so this movie yeah i just never wanted to see because i thought it was just one of those like ultra de- depressing like indie movies like i didn't really know what it was mm-hmm. um it's got a crazy cast jim carrey 
um Oh my God! Rose so- from Titanic, Sonic, <laughs> Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog, Mark uh, Ruffalo, K- Kate Winslet, Kate Rose? Winslet, Jesus, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirsten Dunst is in it. It's got it's got a cast. Uh, Elijah Wood is in it. Sure. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know why I'm bringing this up. I, oh, it starts off with hit, somebody like doing a hit and run on his car, but it's because of there's like the weird time loop of that movie, like the way that that movie is told. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I just always assumed that it was like this ultra de- depress fest, like Garden State kind of like manic pixie dream girl bullshit. Um, so I never wanted to watch it, but I was totally wrong about everything and was really pleasantly surprised. It's a good movie. Um, sorry for never watching it, Jess. <laughs> I've, uh, I've been watching movies too. Autumn has had to go out of town a couple of nights. So um, and Autumn likes watching movies. Uh, but if we're at the house, um, especially with her dad being here, we've just been kind of watching like like reality stuff like something that's it's easy, easy to, to just put something on and light yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. how so i we, am i'm like forcing myself to watch movies <laughs> sure um but she she was out of town and i was like you know what i'm gonna watch a movie uh so i put on midsummer which i had never seen before oh yeah i don't think i talked about it on this podcast but uh boy that wasn't a fucking experience and just you know if anybody else out there is chilling in the in their living room with their father-in-law uh maybe don't put on midsummer <laughs> and dim the lights because yeah. it's gonna get kind of weird and uh fast <laughs> fast forward uh loved midsummer by the way and like i know you and i have talked a bunch about hereditary we actually talked a bunch about midsummer and mm-hmm. i think you would i think i don't necessarily know that she would enjoy that movie but i think you would like be i think you would appreciate like, it <laughs> you would appreciate it absolutely mm-hmm. um then i like fast forward a week or two and autumn went out of town again and i was like going through and now i'm on my h24 kick and i'm like what the fuck i want to watch some h24 shit so i was going through my like collection of movies that are on my server looking for stuff i hadn't seen and i was like you know i've i've had this killing of a sacred deer downloaded for like forever um, uh-huh. I'm gonna look it up and like remind myself why I downloaded it because sometimes like I'll listen to podcasts and they'll talk about a movie and they're like you gotta right. see this for this reason and I'll just download it without thinking about it and then, of course six months later and don't remember why I downloaded so called something killing of a sacred deer it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah I do that with albums all the time and I'm like what the fuck is this? exactly yeah same thing <laughs> if we're like why did I buy this thing um so I looked it up and the first thing I saw was that it was published by H24 and then I just closed the tab on my phone and was like yep I'm watching it right now that, that, yeah, without knowing yeah. anything about it so uh. And I don't want to go into a lot of the plot here, but like Colin Farrell, um, why can I Nicole Kidman, um, and then like some kid who was just in that uh, like super big war movie that everybody liked that has done tons of shit. Um, but just again, <laughs> dim the lights, and then some weird sexual shit starts happening yeah. immediately <laughs> with me and my father-in-law in the room. We get about 35 minutes in and I'm like, hey, I'm going to grab a beer that he's like, okay. And he's like, there's nothing that's happened in this movie, right? Like, I'm not missing anything. There's just there's just a bunch of weird like like Colin Farrell is just talking extremely weird. And I was like, well, we did learn that he has a sexual fetish for his wife pretending to be under anesthetic. Like, that's good news. (laughs) That's a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) And then the rest of it, it just gets fucking weirder and weirder and weirder. And uh, yeah, like that movie is fantastic. And I don't know. I'm I'm kind of in the zone for horror movies. I really want to watch Color Out of Space next. Oh, yeah. Dude, you know what's that? If you see the trailer from uh, for uh, the Green Knight, is that what it's called? Yeah, that fucking looks great, huh? So, did you ever read that? I think I asked you this via text. No, I, I had not read um, it. Autumn said that I think she had, she had read it, uh, but she couldn't really remember anything about it. Yeah, I don't remember a ton about it either. We did we read it in high school, and like we all loved it for some reason. Like our senior English class, we got rowdy in there, um, and we just were super into circling in the Green Knight. And then we read the Death of Arthur or Morte Arthur, whatever it's called. 
Um, we were su- we were just super into all that shit, but I remember almost nothing about Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. So seeing that they were doing this movie, I was like, holy shit, they're just doing different shit. And now that they have like, I guess the clout, like it seems like they've got the budgets yeah. to like make bigger movies that are also still really weird. It doesn't mean that any of them are going to be good, but the fact that they are the type of studio that wants to option interesting movies uh, and now can maybe put a little bit more money behind them. That's, that's exciting. Yeah. Me too. I'm, I'm a hundred percent here for it. I mean, going through the back catalog is just really, really fun. Um, I'm just like super, super just here for all of the stuff that they're doing. I saw um, um, the super aligned girl when green Knight came on uh, was a woman I follow on Twitter. Uh, and she's very online and she was like, you know, a 24 is getting dangerously close to having like a brand style, regardless of director of like yeah. puppets and weird fire and good tones and all of this stuff. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. I'm still I'll put that shit in my veins all of the time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I saw some tweet forever ago. It's like, I see one a 24 film or a movie and start calling movies films or yes, something like absolutely. that. Like, yeah, yeah, that's like, yeah, 100%. that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been getting stuff from arrow video. Um, they're like the criterion collection. This is not my own quote. I read this somewhere online, but it was like this, they're the, uh, criterion collection for B movies. Like they, yeah. they just do like, they put lots of special features with commentaries and all that stuff. And, like essay booklets with their movies. Like just, if you're really into that stuff, it's, it's great. So I really wanted, I, thought that i had seen the japanese ring but i had i had not i've seen the oh, american one good. And, yeah. and i've read the book yeah so i was like maybe it's time that i like check this out so i got the blu-ray for it and it looks so good on blu-ray it's it's actually really surprising but so yeah me and jess just like finally watched ringu as it's titled here it is just called ring but uh we watched that for the first time and that movie's so cool because it's like an hour and a half of like of a detective story of like a paranormal detective story of them trying to figure out what's going on. And it's not just jump scares and shit like that. It's like the clock is ticking. We need to figure out what's going on. It's like a, it's a procedural movie basically. Then it's got the, you know, the Sadako, the creepy shit that comes out at the end that we all know the ring for. Um, but I just, I loved the way that they set that up. Sequel kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Sequel and like a remake of that. It seems like super strange to me too. So I don't know what's going on there. Um, have you? Did you watch the Candyman trailer that came out today? No, I didn't. But everybody seemed like they were excited about it. Uh, I just think it was they did the like take a pop song and make it creepy thing, which I'm oh, yeah. kind of tired of as a trope. But they did it. With they keep say doing my, it. <laughs> they did it with "Say My Name" by TLC. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm is it TLC? It has to be TLC, right? Um, I don't know. But yeah, it's not- it's they did it with that. Or no, Destiny's Child. Okay, I couldn't remember which of the which of those groups did it. Um, but yeah, they did it with Say My Name. I'm gonna and have to watch that later. I, yeah. I just really liked it. Like it, it really worked for me. The trailer. Oh, we, we gotta wait till we get a movie where the trailer is like, "I'll make love to, to you. you," but it's creepy as fuck. It's super fucking creepy. <laughs> like you owe me to. That would be. You like know what I sent you the, that the next, uh, uh, the next Freddy reboot, right? Like that's what yes. you're gonna use. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll make love to you, bitch. <laughs> gross. Um, I sent you guys or sent it in the Discord that um that uh you were always on my mind that willie nelson song that they covered in silent hill shattered memories yeah yeah. and it takes like a like a sad romantic song it makes it so so creepy i've always really liked that that cover yeah give me give me trans trans transformative covers like that over Mm -hmm. just like a, a standard cover um yeah anyway 
Movies, my man. Should we talk about yeah. some stuff? Should we talk about a TV show called Supernatural? Also, I'm just going to throw this out here. I don't know that it's necessarily your style, but just watch Mandy. Somebody pay us to do Mandy. Someone someone make up me and Chris watch Mandy together because I, I, I need an Mandy excuse. I know Mandy is, but I can't. It's the uh, Nicolas Cage film where his girlfriend oh, gets yeah, murdered yeah, by... Yeah. Um, like I remember there was and he a goes um, on revenge for it. <clears throat> yeah, my friends were all like some of them like absolutely hated it, some of them really loved it. Um It's one of those. One of those flicks. Yeah, it's it's very divisive. I need to like I need to get Autumn to watch it with me. I've seen it twice now and, and, and loved it both times. Like it's just so over the top and like the lighting and everything is so gorgeous and it's just wow. It's just interesting. Wow. Okay, let's do the thing. All right. Let's do the thing. It's so windy out. <laughs> 